All right, hello everybody. It is me, Phil, and Lady Ada. We're doing a special interview and uh, have a special guest. Everyone say hello to Helen. Hello, Helen. Hi, it's great to be here. Hello, Helen. All right, and um, before Helen introduces herself, I want to uh, do a little bit of a tour just so you get an idea. So we've been Helen super fans for years. If you go to the Adafruit blog, you can see all things that Helen has uh, done past, present, and future from iRobot to drones, uh, to be an inspiration for lots of uh, young folks out there, for uh, women in tech, for leadership. Uh, Helen was a, a judge for our for, for the first ever uh, Droney film festival. It was films made with drones. And um, Helen is also immortalized in R is for Robots in our coloring book for kids that's free to download, but you can also pick up a copy um, and uh, we have all sorts of interesting robots throughout history. And we also, of course, have I is for iRobot. And before we um, got started on this video, I had asked Helen uh, to fact check me. Uh, Helen is the human, the first human that was next to a robot, the first ro uh, the robot to ring the NASDAQ bell. That's right. When we took iRobot public, we turned down the opportunity to ring the opening bell and let the uh, the robots do it. All right. So um, I hope that was an okay intro. But uh, Helen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh well, I'm a I'm I'm a robot person. I um, I went to MIT to study robots, and afterwards, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, afterwards, I co-founded iRobot um, with Rod Brooks and Colin Angle. And um, long, long, long story short, we put the Roomba vacuuming robot on the market, and um, you know, it sold over thirty million of them now, and it's twenty percent of the. Um, North American vacuum market today. Not the robot vacuum market, but it's 20% of the vacuum market. So yeah. robots have come a long way. And now I'm the, I did some drone work uh, at a company doing drones. Uh, I've worked for the Pentagon in a general level position, like the position of a bank of a general uh, civilian. Wow. And now I'm working as the CEO of Turtle, which is a really exciting company. Yeah, and that's cool. So you not only have personal clearance, but you also work on robots that have to deal with clearance. So you've got clearance problems in all sorts of ways. <laughs> the robots in uh, mine and bomb clearance. <laughs> okay, all right. See, it's, just, it's all clearance here. Everyone knows what a Roomba is. It's like a household name. Even iRobot, a lot of people know about it. It, it. it is one of those things where like household robots, this idea that people would have a robot in their homes, um, you're one of the people who helped make that happen. And 20% of all vacuums, that's amazing. In North America, yeah. In North America. So, so obviously you weren't satisfied with that. And you're like, where else can, a, can I have a robot friend? And, you know, that's one little segue I wanted to mention is one of the cool things that um, I've always admired about um, your approach and a lot of people who you work with is um, something that we say at Adafruit, make robot friend. And like these are always helper robots. They're always trying to help you do something. It's maximizing you as a person. And you know, vacuuming, like vacuuming's fun, sure. But like, why do it every day if a robot can help you out? Vacuuming's fun. <laughs> well, I mean, like for the first time, it's like this is great. And then after that, it's like no. And then um, you know, we saw the education robots, and now Root is part of iRobot. And then when we had emailed and you said, hey, check out the new thing that I'm CEO of, um, and I'm going to show the the site in a second. Um, there's another place where you can have a robot friend. And this one's even, I think, um, the next chapter because it'll help you grow food mm -hmm. that you can eat. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about uh, Turtle. Well, Turtle is the uh, garden weeding robot. It's a robot that you um, you put in your garden. It has a solar cell on it, so it's you don't need to charge it up. And yeah. it lives in your garden. It comes out. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, hold it up. It comes out uh, every day, and it does the weeding. Uh, so it runs on sunlight, and it controls your garden for weeds. The way it gets weeds is a little bit. It, it takes stepping back and thinking about it. It, um, it has microphone wheels, um, so it, it, it disrupts the germination process, and then it's got a weed whacker. So any weed that dares pop its little head up, whack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and instead of going and pulling weeds, which is the wrong way to do it, the job robotically, it prevents weeds. Um, and it, it, it turns out this is the right way to do the job. I've had one in my garden for the past two years. Um, and I just jumped in as CEO of the company because I loved it so much um, that, you know, I used to go out to my garden with my five-year-old, right? And I'll get distracted weeding and she'd get bored and wander off because it wasn't that much fun just weeding. Um, but now I go with her and I, you know, you can, you know, concentrate on the planting, on the growing, on the harvesting and the fun stuff about it without just being faced with a jungle of weeds when you, when you go out. So it, I, I think it's a lot like the room in that it just takes away a, a hated for most people, sure, except Phil. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's, it's such a, um, interesting approach because you only want to spend your time on the things that matter. Just like, you know, if something spills in your home, you'll clean it up. But day to day, you just want to have maintenance yes. that, that does things. Um, so uh, what was uh, what was the genesis of this? What, um, you're now the CEO. Mm -hmm. um, you said you had one for a, a couple of years. Not only you're a customer, but now you're the CEO. Um, wh what was the original idea behind this? Um, gardening was something that people would do, but they would like, you know, detach off from it because they're like, I don't want, I'm not going to weed. I'm, you know, I, I did it for six months and then forget it. Well, I'll go back a little bit in, in history. Um, Joe Jones was our first employee at iRobot and he invented the Roomba. Um, as I said, Roomba's a, iRobot's a long story, but we were working on it for many years. We did robots for all kinds of um, applications like downhole oil, toys and games with Hasbro, large cleaning robots, um, uh, you know, um, museums. We did law enforcement. We did military, like so many different kinds of robots. But Joe said to us, hey, this large cleaning robot, it's kind of the most complicated thing you can make. I think would be better served if we did the simplest thing, and there he is. <laughs> um, and that the approach was really powerful for iRobot, right? And we started to prototype it, and every time we prototyped some, it kept working, and we couldn't think of a reason why it wouldn't work, so we put it on the market, and the rest is history. He left iRobot to start another company called Harvest Automation. So he got a lot of experience with working with plants in the outdoors and working with nurseries, uh, plant nurseries. Um, he left that company and he was in his garden and thinking about why am I spending all my time weeding it? And so he came up with the turtle. Uh, but it really took flipping the question, the thing around, like the initial thought of, can I make a robot that pulls up weeds? That's a really, really hard robot task. But when he flipped it around, can I prevent weeds with a robot? It turns out that's the right way to do the job. 
And then uh, they formed a company. They had a very successful Kickstarter in the top 1%, but now the turtle's on the market and we, we've shipped thousands of them uh, to gardens across the country. And um, th that's just a, uh, being able to ship a Kickstarter is mm -hmm. kind of like, that, that's already you're in the top 1%, anyways, yeah. especially for, for hardware ones. Um, and so when someone gets one of these, I know when uh, we have a, uh, in our other apartment, we had a, a, a Roomba. Um, what we did is we made our apartment better because the Roomba would be able to go to more places. So when you're, when you're using your garden, do you plan like, okay, now I'm going to have a robot helper. So do you plan your garden to have paths for where the robot's going to continue to keep the, the weeds mulched? I guess it turns it into a mulch, right? So it's like basically a fertilizer because it. So, so that's exactly right. When we put, first put the mom on the market, a lot of people came to me and said, but it doesn't get everywhere. It doesn't get on the stairs. You know, I've got some furniture that's too low. It doesn't get there. And some of those never, never used it. But now people kind of get it, right? It does most of the job. So you don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. You probably still have to go around once a week or so and sweep up the places that the Roomba doesn't get. It's the same thing with the turtle, right? Most of the seeds are planted 12 inches apart, um, the turtle's only eight and a half inches. Uh, if you have a row of, of you know, small plants like carrots, it doesn't get in between them, so you still would have to pick some weeds out of that. But the, you don't have to weed the entire rows and between the tomatoes and the peppers and stuff, it's just such a time savings device that, um, you know, we have uh, out there, we've been doing product market surveys and over 90% of the people say the new question is product market fit. Um, would you be disappointed, very disappointed or not, you know, not care if we took the turtle away and 90, 90 plus percent say that they would be disappointed or very disappointed. Um, so it's, it's really, once people have it installed in their garden, you wouldn't want to try and pry it away from them. Okay, cool. Um, I was going to ask some some techie questions because you know I'm 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 not actually a roboticist I gotta admit but that also makes me ask good robotics questions because I don't know what I don't know. Um, so you got the robot and the turtle that has these four wheels on the bottom and like they're it's kind of interesting they're like at an angle and yeah. then they've got these grooves and so that can that means it can get like a good grip on mm -hmm. soil right? Yes, and it's um. It does a, uh, a schizia, which means that the dirt has to be moved around, which is what gives the microtilling action with the mm. um, cleated wheels. That's the first step. But the second step is this weed whacker that um, comes on periodically and spins. It also has sensors on it. So it's got capacitive sensors. So it yeah. detects if it's near a plant, which is amazing. So it's very gentle on plants and on the, so on it's the got computer. like it's got like you know uh, you know 120 or 250 individual capacitive sensing strips, and then plants are wet. It bumps into a plant, and it like knows where it bumped into the plant, or is it no, just like well, one? Play. We only need to know whether it should go this way or that way. So there's like 10 capacitive sensors or something. Um, I, I wouldn't like to say the exact amount, but okay. I, I well, say, put it up if they want to find out. You'll, different you'll kinds. Oh, there's over a dozen different kind of sensors on the on the robot. Does it do like a, any any radar or lidar? It doesn't, and okay. um, you know maybe we'll go there. Expensive one you know. day. But remember, we're in the dirt and the muck and the mud. It's not like you can take a Roomba and put it in your garden, right? Most of the sensors that are active um, 
sending out a signal could get blocked if it gets muddy and you know camera yeah. lens could get muddy so i think these problems will be solved um you know for example the auto industry with its self-driving cars have been making little cleanable cameras yeah well, I'm not saying never, but right now, this is the... You have to, like, the, the, the simplest solution, right? That's what you're yeah. looking for. And the whole thing must be waterproof, right? Because right. it sits in the garden outside and yeah. it gets rained on. And it then... It, on. And we put sprinklers on it, right? So we... We're... Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a, it's a garden. Um, what happens if, like, I know people are going to, like, engineers are going to be like, but what if... I always love, like, you know, I had a friend with, like, a solar, like, wristwatch. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, well, what if it's like dark out? And it's like, well, it doesn't have to charge all the time. Um, but, you know, what, what happens first off if it, it, you're, you're in England and it's just cloudy all the time? Can you charge it? Is it like a charging port? Does it tell you? Does it like send you an SMS like, hey, like I got to charge? I, I have to admit, since I was born in England, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> that's not the only thing I know about England. It's rainy. So that's good for you know it's great for planting, but it's not it's it's not sunny like solar sunny. It's, it's so the solar cell is um you know it, you have days here where there's no um no you know hardly any sun out and you know you even have a few days, but the turtle actually um, gets some sunlight and it will come on periodically, so it still usually does the job. Yeah. Um, also, we don't drive the battery down to a very low charge, so eventually it'll see that it's not running and it'll yeah. go even lower. But we we're very gentle on our batteries by keeping them at a high charge, turning off, waiting till they charge up, and then cycling going up and down. Yeah. It works throughout the day in case there's periods of low sunlight, you know, so we don't have it go and sleep in a potentially spot that stays dark. Um, it, they really have a taken a systems approach to it and figured out how to accommodate the changing shadows and the sunlight and the times of day. Um, so for, so the battery inside there, it's like a, a, I'm assuming a big lithium polymer battery, like a big battery pack or something. But so you're saying like you, so sorry, is there a way to charge it? Like, is there a USB-C port or no? There is a little USB port on the, on okay. the so you can't, you know, if you were like, oh man, I really need to like go and you can just, yeah. you can just charge it up. Yeah. Although, you know, you, you don't want to. We, we, we won't, one of the things we love about it is completely autonomous. You can leave it in your garden and yeah. the job. I mean, I would check on it, you know, once in a while to make sure it's still, you and know. There, and in the video, there was an app and it, is it like a Bluetooth app or Wi-Fi? Like how does it, how does it's it send a, you data? Bluetooth um, connection to the robot. Yeah. You have to be reasonably close to it. And that's how we can push code. And that's just the first part. That's what we're delivering today. But there's so many exciting functions we can add to that, which gets me yeah. excited. We'll talk about them today. <laughs> Wait, so you do or you don't want to? No, I don't think we can talk about Okay, what. no, that's fine. No, there's, there's future stuff. So you, you download this app, I guess, like for for um, iOS or Android, and you um, you pair with it over BLE, and then it can give you, like, status updates. It, it tells you, like, how long it ran and, like, if it needs help or something. Like, what happens if, like, it's really muddy and it gets stuck? Can it, can it call for help? Like, this poor robot. We can't do that today because with the Bluetooth connection, you have to be reasonably close to your button and you can you can just see it then. Yeah, that's you true. can imagine in the future as we extend the connectivity that could do those kinds of things. So it doesn't really give status updates. It really is pushing the code. You can, you know, if you're interested, you can read some of the sensors on the, on the app. But that's more for the technically minded which are you know people watching the well, show. For most people they're in their garden once a week yeah. anyways it's not like it's not like this is some like farming robot that's like out in the middle of nowhere and you're like you know you never see it basically right. this is like it's in your garden um 
and when then, I, me and my daughter go visit the turtle all the time to make, you know, to say yeah, hi. Yeah, your little buddy. That's cool. Um, and so, you know, it's it does this little like weed whacking thing. Does it, you know, it does it have its own algorithm for how it does the path, or do you program it and tell it like, here's my garden and here's how to traverse it? Well, it's, it like, it's autonomous. It, it's pre-programmed. Um, like the original Roombas, it's a local sensor-based uh, intelligence. So it's, um, you know, it's doing some things like, you know, following the edges and uh, the escape behaviors. And it's, it's got a lot of intelligence on board. Does um, it remember? Like, does it remember like, oh, I'm in the same garden? Or is it like every time it starts up, it's a totally new day? It doesn't have a global positioning system on it. It doesn't have a, a global navigation system on it. No, no, I know it doesn't have GPS, but I'm saying like, like, cause I don't, I don't even know the internals of like how like most robot vacuums or whatever scrubbers work. I'm saying like, like if you put it in your garden and it likes, you know, it goes around and it does a little path. Next time it starts up, does it like remember the path no. that it just did? It's no, like totally fresh every time. Unless you do that really well, which will take, you know, I mentioned the problems with the active sensors and yeah. the and stuff like that. Unless you can do that really well, it's usually the wrong approach. And it's the wrong approach because it will leave dead spots. If you have a local sensor-based approach, you're much more likely to get the whole thing. And we make up for that because it always just runs and it runs several times a day for, you know, um, 10, 20 minutes at a time. And then it does it again later. So it always gets to places where the sun's good uh, it actually has a little algorithm where it tries to find a sunny spot to to sit in. Oh, that's so cute! You can't guarantee that, right? You can't guarantee because shadows change and stuff, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, that's adorable. Yeah, but it's like it definitely is like you know, if it's in a shady spot, it's like I don't want to sit here. I'm not going to keep looking, right? Probably yeah. has like some, yeah. You know, it's like keep you know, like move a little bit to the left. Okay, it's a little bit sunnier, and then keep moving to the left. <laughs> It's like it's like max PowerPoint tracking, but physical. It can remember where it's seen sunlight in the local. And oh, cool! Kind of a level, but I don't want to go too much into that. No, no. Look, I'm I'm just I'm an engineer, so I'm asking on yeah, behalf yeah. of the engineers. Um, speaking of, you know, is there is there going to eventually be a way to to hack this and maybe like you know, there's a with the Roomba hacking port, which Phil and I have abused greatly. Is is there eventually going to be a way to do that? I would love there to be. There isn't to today. Um, I was, you know, I. I pushed and you know did the uh, the Roomba open interface originally and the create robots that people can take you know what we got with the manufacturing which is the really low cost base and pushed it yeah. out who can really you know so everyone doesn't have to start on the hardware because the problem with starting on the hardware is many people never get past the hardware they never get to some of the fun stuff in the software yeah so try to do that to make it so people could start thinking about the software and then maybe take on improvements to the hardware. So um, I really think that helped a lot of people um, get beyond the physical and kind of combine the physical with the intelligence aspects. So I'd like that to be the reason today. Yeah, people, you know, people love that it was like, oh, the drivetrain's done, the battery mm -hmm. is done. Right. Like, you know, it can move and turn and stuff. Like all the, all the really hard parts in robotics, like, I mean, everything is hard in robotics. Um, so it's kind of tough to say like one thing is hard. So when it drives over a, a weed, I saw it like pause it. How, how does it know? Is there like capacitive sensing underneath and it can feel well, the little leaves? Or like, how does it know that it's over a weed? The microtilling sensors are also working. And at first we used to, um, you know, with the capacitive sensors, uh, detect there's a weed and go and get it. And it still does that. Yeah. But 
if um, we've discovered over time that just turning on the whacker periodically, it actually gets better results because some of the weeds are too low for the capacitive sensors. Ah. I didn't say it already, but what the, the, the reason it doesn't chop down your plants is you protect them with this. Yeah, no, I saw the little video. You you have a little thing and it like, oh, you know, bumps into it right. and it knows. It's very no, sensitive. You don't, you don't need that. If you get your plants from a nursery, like if you bring home tomatoes, you won't need any of that because if, it, if something's about over two inches tall, it will no longer touch it. It only thinks of things that are low as weeds. It reminds me a little bit, uh, you know, Phil and I, we went and saw, man, Phil, what was the name of that robot with the arms that was like, it, the whole point was it was like the safest robot and it would never. Yeah, it was, I think Ronnie Brooks had, it was the, the one that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was the one, yeah, yeah, they were saying like, hey, Adafruit, maybe you should get one to help do kidding. And uh, while that wasn't the application that we were thinking of, um, it was it was really neat to see that in a lot of, you could tell how much just went into it to make sure it doesn't hurt people. Like it was like, that is that it, like it was a safety robot that just happened to do other things. You have to, yeah, the optimization here, it's interesting. It's like you optimize for, I mean, the turtle can't ever crush somebody's plant because it's like, it's like their child, right? They raise right. this plant. So it's like plant is over two inches tall. If it is a little young, just like you'd put the baby in a car seat, you put this around mm -hmm. it and the turtle won't go near it. <laughs> but that's something that you have to think about a lot. Like it's okay if it misses a weed once in a while, but it can never ever exactly. Which crush a plant. Why, I mean, they've done such a bang up job on the engineering. Um, the capacitive sensors, they work really well to detect plants. It, you know, in my garden, it goes, and it, you know, it touches some of the leaves and then it backs off and it goes around. Oh. And the thing about it is like when plants have put out these leaves, they're usually blocking the weeds, right? Because they don't photosynthesize. So uh, as the plants get more leafy, it doesn't have to go all the way underneath. Yeah. I have a question for the Roomba, just because I, I, you know, that people have taken apart, but I don't remember, like how would it, it there was, there was like a little, um, like a switch, there was like a bumper. Yeah. Or did it, did, you know, did it ever use um, like, the motor positioning feedback, like, hey, I tried to move and I didn't move, so obviously something's in my oh, way. No, we do, we do, yeah. Um, do you do it on the turtle as well? It, it has I mean, like... Um, yeah, we, we are looking at the uh, inertial sensors and some the uh, current in the motors. Yeah, yeah, the, I mean, like, I, it seems like it's such a good idea. It's like you're, you know, you you, yeah. you want to move, you try to move, you don't move. What kind of motors are they, DC, servo, or stepper? We greatly believe in redundant sensing yeah. sense of fusion of all these modalities to get more and more intelligent um, behavior. What's that like little gray thing on the top? Uh, that's just a push button on off switch. Oh. Just turn it on and it, um, but also if you go to your garden, you want to show people you can have it and go. So, um, as far as the packages that are available, um, when you first sent this to me, I thought it was going to be a lot more expensive. So you can get going for $349, which if you think about the time that you save and then also the fact that you're gardening is like one of those things, like it's like going to the gym, gym or exercising, even though it takes time, you eventually get time. So you get like nutritious vegetables. Eventually you get, you know, flowers, you get um, something that you're proud of with the garden. You have time that you're spending with, like you're saying, you're spending with your daughter. Um, right. It'll be interesting to see. There's so many people buying houses now because they're like, well, if I'm going to be stuck at home for a while, let me mm -hmm. start, you know, getting a house and let me have a little tiny garden. So 349 is a deal. You also have one where you can um, you can put a little mustache and a face on it. Um, and then you have the plant guard. So um, tell me about some of the different um, uh, SKUs. That's how we talk at Adafruit. 
Um, oh. What would make you decide to get one over the other as far as- Wait, the there's one with a mustache. Okay, yeah. uh, the leading robot is the basic model. Um, you know, gift givers bundle, you know, got some more of the accessories in it. And the garden in a box actually comes with some seeds. So you can actually, it's a garden in a box. But the one we're really excited about, which we are announcing today, is the um, Grow Together bundle. And what we've done is you get the, you get the basic um, turtle, um, but we put together these fun family activities that teach you about robots and teach you about gardening. And we do it on a subscription, but it's a free subscription. It's all in the in the three ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, and every week, we're going to send you some uh, a fun activity about and uh, learning about robots. So um, uh, Joe Jones, who I mentioned, he is actually an author of the book um, Mobile Robots from Inspiration to Inspiration from Implementation to Inspiration, and he's put together the robot learning activities, and they're real. Uh, what I love about this is kids know what's real, right? They don't want a toy. They want to learn about real robotics. And this is describing, the turtle describing how it works in real terms um, from a, um, you know, one of the best inventors in the robot field. And then some of our know-how on gardens, uh, how plants grow, like how seeds grow, how they germinate, et cetera. And do that once a week. It's a great... Uh, Christmas gift for the whole family. Um, and we've also added these cool little decals so you can personalize your um, your turtle. And um, craft kits, like, um, you know, you've got crafty kids as well, and um, plant tags that you can um, um, make with acrylic markers and stuff. And a garden planner, so you can plan the garden, because planning and mapping, that's an important uh, part of it, what you're going to grow, how to space them, and we also like to, you know, let people know that the best spacing is so the turtle can go in between. Yeah, this is great because it's not just, a, you know, uh, love me some Roomba, but you didn't have a subscription thing where like, let's explore the history of cleaning. Um, you yeah, know, exactly. it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a very different value. We, we would have done it if we could have. We would have done it if we could have. Yeah, but I like this because it, it seems like uh, when robotics and technology works well, it's something that can bring people together. And the fact that you'd have this robot friend, you'd get something every week, um, grow together is a great idea. And also things change throughout each season. So some parts of the year, you might grow something different than another part of the year. Um, and this is only This is a really good deal. It really came together because parents gave us input that they want to get their kids into gardening. And I know as a robot person, robots are the catnip <laughs> to get yeah. kids into you can literally um, grow catnip now. What's that? You can literally grow catnip. It's a gateway drug, but it probably wouldn't have been appropriate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, you know, you get the, the the kids who love robots. I mean, I, I meet so many kids who just love robot technology. But you also want to get them learning about uh, how plants um, grow, uh, how they germinate, when you uh, plant them how you accustom them if you start growing them inside, how do you accustom them to the out, acclimatize them to the outside and not just the cold, but also the light for photosynthesis. If you put them out too quickly, they, you know, they go brown <laughs> um, and all kinds of things to uh, help people who may not have a grandma around to, uh, <laughs> to tell them how to, uh, how to make their garden flourish. Yeah. One of the things that Phil and I have chatted about is like, 
you know, how 4-H and robotics actually goes really well together. Like people studying like agriculture or wanting to um, grow plants or care for plants or animals, robots are, are already part of a big part of that and they're becoming a bigger and bigger part. Like robotics is, is so essential to the food system. And people usually don't think of it that way. They think like, oh, you know, plants and robots, how do they mix? It's like, well, they mix quite a bit um, because there's so much repetitive work and that repetitive work, it's like, you know, we, we the, the there's even a saying like, you know, weeding is backbreaking work. It's really a hard work and it it's um, not the most enjoyable part of gardening, right? The gardening, the part that's enjoyable is like seeing this plant grow up and, and fruit and then and eating delicious tomatoes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how um, the turtle and, you know, you've seen agricultural drones and agricultural robots, how th these two seemingly disparate um, studies are really combining together. We'll see, definitely going to see more robots out in the field, literally. One of the things that happened is the Colonial School of Agriculture took the Roombas, I mean, the turtles, <laughs> the turtles, <laughs> and they, uh, they studied them. And it turns out they found out that it's as effective as hand weeding. This new method of weeding is as effective yeah. as Robo-weeding, yeah. yeah. It makes sense, too, because you, you, you want something on a regular basis to consistently chop up organic matter to make the soil better yes. over and over and over again. And if you can um, have your garden uh, organized, um, not even well, just organized in some way, it'll have a path for the turtle. And then I think the educational component, and that's a hard thing to study, but I think that'll probably be like the surprise hit with this. If you have young people and they're using technology like robotics to grow food. That's our future. I mean, like nine billion people. We need more engineers and scientists who think about things like this. And um, the the idea that you combine this um, with the educational side is absolutely brilliant. So, uh, congratulations, thank you, team. This is really good. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I have one more question. Do you do you think that folks that you know? Because I know that there's some people who really don't like to use. Um, um, like weed killers in their gardening. Does this mean that you don't have to use a weed killer? Like you can just have this go through your garden every day or every other day? Like, is that going to reduce? Um, yes, absolutely. I would never put weed killer in my vegetable garden. And I think a lot of people are like-minded. So you put yeah. this in, even weed blocks, right? It's very unnatural. Um, yeah. Don't decay under them. If they don't get oxygen, N nature works. We should keep it working. You're adding the robot on top, and it's the right way to get rid of weeds, right? Once they grow, they take the nutrients out of the soil, moisture out of the soil, and you have to throw it away. Then you have a disposal issue. Preventing yeah. so them from growing, it's, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. All right, so folks can go to turtle.com, T-E-R-T-I-L-L.com. And uh, today, the, uh, I guess this is the world premiere um, on April. <laughs> um, we'll be publishing all the information, but the kit to get, especially now before the holidays, is the Turtle Grow Together Bundle, and you get a subscription with that. Um, anything else you want to tell folks about this so they can go out and uh, do this? Is there a hashtag? Should they share their um, beautiful gardens online? Only with or, with or without a turtle, gardening is great fun and good for you and your bigger family together. It's been definitely better than watching the TV nowadays, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Helen. And uh, we'll continue to check in. Maybe you can come to our show and tell that we do on Wednesday nights once in a while and um, let us know some updates. Or if um, you see something really interesting, uh, your team can tag us because um, we definitely want to celebrate more 
robot friends doing things with people together. And I think this is the first chapter, you know, when I, the more I met over a Roomba, literally, mm -hmm. um, we, we made a Roomba frogger and we put in traffic. But I remember, you know, this was, uh, I don't yeah. We no, were, how many beers were involved in that? Yeah, there was, there, there, was, there was a lot of things that were going on that day uh, at South by Southwest. But I remember thinking at the time that this was just the beginning of robots in our lives and our homes. And um, with Turtle, there's so many things that are going to be possible down the road. It might plant seeds. It might water. It might do all these things. Mm -hmm. And the, the kids that are learning about this now are going to be the ones who probably invent it. Exactly. You know, yeah, your daughter is planting seeds literally in the ground and probably in her head that are, that are going to grow into something amazing. So thanks uh, so much for uh, being on brand. Like when I think of Helen, I think of robots that make lives better. No, you're definitely you definitely have a thing, right? You're not. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good thing, and it's a thing that makes my own life better. I mean, I love yeah. turning on my Roomba three times a day because I've got a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not having to worry about it, having the father come out of mop, having the turtle in my garden, and not having to do it. But just robots make life better. All right. Well, I'm going to ask one last question because I don't get to talk to so many visionary roboticists on a on a daily basis. Um, is there something that down the road you'd like to see a robot for to help people that hasn't been made yet? Is there something like, oh yeah, one day the tech will be there. One day, you know, because I know Roomba had a, a floor washing robot. There was the, the gutter, it would, you know, do things. Now there's a, a gardening thing. Is there anything that, is there like, is there a car washing robot? Is there something that you're just like, mm, one day? There's so many for me, like, you know, I'm a big believer in drone delivery, you know, get the yeah. stuff instantly, instant gratification on that. I've been thinking about the outdoor space, you know, what about the leaves? What about the snow? Um, um, I know they're already uh, robot lawnmowers, but, and also just in the gardens itself, like there's so many more things we could help with that we're not yet. Like, um, you know, how do you get that beautiful, bountiful harvest that you want? So we're doing the weeding today, but there's a lot of space to open yeah. to them. Yeah, like yeah, the you can have a camera and it could tell you, you, you know, here's a photo of a ripe fruit, go pick it. Yeah, or, um, you know, is this uh, a helpful bug or like, or is it something that you need yeah. to watch out for? Yeah, yeah lots, of like machine learning, detection or lots of machine learning opportunities as, you know, all these devices get smarter and smarter. Um, why not analyze the bugs that are there too? You know, exactly. so that's, that's a really neat glimpse of the future. Thanks for indulging my robot curiosity. Uh, all right, Helen. Well, thank you so much. Continue to keep making amazing robots and make our lives better. Thank She's never so going to stop. Thank you. All right.